0: afternoon. Good morning, everybody, depending on what part of this beautiful country that you're in. Welcome to the Revel News Daily Roundup. I am your primary host this week, Sheila Gunn-Reed, and I'm joined by my friend in Montreal, Alexa Lavoie. Alexa, how's it going?
1: I'm pretty good. And you? How's it going
0: on with the snow? <laughs> I think yeah. you have the snow, too. Yeah, we had snow and then it left and then it snowed and then it left. So we're currently in the not having snow stage of the fall, but it'll be here like any minute (laughs) again and it'll stay until May. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it is life. But the planet is boiling. Just let you know. (laughs) Don't threaten me with a good time. Every time they talk about global boiling, I'm like, where do I sign up? How many tires do I have to burn? (laughs) A longer growing season for Canadian farmers? Okay, I'm willing to hear uh, the downside if there is one, but I don't see it. Um, But we should tell everybody what we're doing here today because it is a very, very, very busy day. And we had some news break just this morning before uh, Mm -hmm. we came on air about Avi Amini. So we'll get to that in a second. Um, But Alexa, do you want to tell everybody what we're doing today?
1: yes so we are doing our daily live stream and as you know we are giving opinion we are giving you also some news of the day and you can watch us on youtube rumble uh getter and also odyssey you can also interact with us Uh, this is the most important part because you can support our journalism by sending us a super chat. So you need to go to Rumble to send us a super chat and when you spend more than five US dollars, we will show your um, question on the screen and we will also interact with you and answer your question. So thank you in advance to everybody who will donate to us because it's a great way to encourage us and permit us to continue what we are doing. And uh, so today we have a big planning for you and we will start right away because uh, we have a lot to, to talk about.
0: Oh gosh, look at my Skype feed. What a nightmare. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I have Elon Musk's Starlink and even that is not as reliable as I need it to be out here um, mm-hmm. on in the Canadian wilderness. Uh, but we can go directly to Avi Yamini's Breaking yes. story this morning. I, I know this uh, well because I wrote it up this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on our website. Uh, breaking Aviyamini London book launch event cancelled by the venue after Antifa threats. So not just Antifa threats, but pro-Hamas threats. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with Aviyamini's coverage of exactly what is happening in Israel, between Israel and the Hamas government, the terrorist government in Gaza. So um, they had booked uh, a book signing event at the Unheard Club. It's a free speech club in London for Abby's book. It's an Abby's book. If you want to get the book, by the way, that Antifa would love to burn, you can go to rebelfromthestart.com and get your copy there. But what happened was the... Venue experienced, according to the venue, um, doxing of the employees, uh, threats leveled at the employees by both uh, Antifa and Hamas. So a twofold attack, according to the venue. And the venue said for the safety of their staff, they cannot go ahead. And so that happened early in the day for an evening event now. Rebel News being Rebel News, we are not to be deterred. We won't be bullied into silence. So the good news is, if you are a ticket holder for this event, you will find out about a new, rebooked, entirely secret venue that will have enhanced security so that Avi's book launch can go ahead. So that's the news there. Um, Antifa threatened the venue, according to the venue. Pro-Hamas Agitators threatened the venue and the employees there. And we decided that we will not be bullied by these lunatics. And so we are, we believe in free speech. We don't believe in book burning, digital or otherwise. And so the there's a new venue. And if you are a ticket holder, uh, you will receive an alert. And rest assured there's enhanced security for uh, tonight's event.
1: This is crazy when you look at it because everybody have the rights to express whatever their view, their opinion. This is a democratic country, but when you see those people, those Antifa, those um, pro Hamas, who are trying to oppress and suppress a viewpoint, and especially because when you think that AV I mean, it was underground in Israel, reporting the fact because. It was there. It was not like going to invent a story. It was there on the ground talking with people who were front line on what is going on. So when you see that they try to suppress one side of the story, this is really alarming. And especially when you think that now you need to think about the security of the people involved of the venue. This is going really too far, and I'm not understanding why the police is not digging a little bit further to know like who is behind all this.
0: And, you know, uh, let's just think about who Avi Yamini is. So these guys are trying to bully a, a Jewish man into silence. They're trying to digitally mm-hmm. burn a Jewish man's book. But uh, as far as Avi Yamini's reportage in Israel goes... Avi is not going to be bullied by pro-Hamas protesters in London. Avi was in the IDF, not just in the IDF, but in the elite Golani Brigade, which is, like, he was an excellent soldier, served with distinction, and, by the way, served in Gaza in 2005 and in the region from 2005 to 2008. So they thought that they could intimidate Avi because of their threats against him, they don't know him at all. Yeah, and
1: anyway, like, when we see those events, if you are being liberal from the right, have you seen how much, like, the right is being targeted by Antifa or people who are from the extreme left? But when we see, like, some even being held by the left people, do you see any right people being there and suppress them or being violent against them. No, it's only the tactic from the left for doing that.
0: Well, and none none of these people protesting a book signing have ever read this book. I did read the (laughs) book. And it is uh, the story of Avi's life. And heaven Mm -hmm. forbid that the story of Avi's life not match up to the narrative these people have concocted in their head about him. I learned so much more about Avi in this book and I already liked Avi and I found myself liking him even more um, after I read his book. And that's why they want to cancel his book is because in their minds, he's this far right monster, completely uh, inhuman. And if you read the book, you'll know that's not the truth. And so to maintain the facade Nobody else can read the book either. That's what's happening here.
2: <laughs>
1: it's so funny, though. <clears throat>
0: yeah. Yeah. But uh, moving on from Abby's book, let's go into uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala. I don't know how to say her name. I don't care. Kamala. I refuse to learn, in fact. I refuse to <laughs> learn. Um <laughs> So the most unlikable vice president of the United States, um, somehow people find her even more unlikable than Hillary Clinton, which is an achievement in and of itself. Um, But Kamala Harris announces the country's first national strategy. Oh, not to counter uh, anti-Semitism. Of course not. But to counter Islamophobia. Uh, to combat a surge of hate in America. So in the United States, you're hearing calls to genocide. Uh, Around the world, we hear things like gas the Jews, Um, Mm -hmm.
3: uh,
0: pogroms in Russia against Jews at the airport. But Kamala Harris knows who the real victims are, the people doing the chanting in some instances, although not always. Um, This seems so tone deaf.
4: Our nation was founded on the fundamental principle that all people should have the freedom to live, to worship, and to be without fear of violence or persecution. Every person has the right to live safe from violence, hate, and bigotry. And for those reasons and so many more, President Joe Biden and I have a duty, not only to keep the people of our nation safe, but to condemn unequivocally and forcefully all forms of hate. Since we took office, President Biden and I have fought to uphold that duty. Over the past decade, America has seen a rise in attacks on houses of worship. So in response, we expanded funding to protect houses of worship from violence. After a surge in hate during the pandemic, in particular anti-Asian hate, President Biden signed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act to improve the reporting of hate crimes and to ensure hate crimes are investigated quickly and thoroughly. Earlier this year, in response to an historic rise in anti-Semitic attacks, we also released the first national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. And to make clear, taking on hate is a national priority President Biden and I held the first White House summit to address hate-fueled violence, and we brought together religious leaders, community leaders, and survivors to continue our work to keep all Americans safe. And today, we take another important step forward in our fight against hate. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America, including the brutal attack of a Palestinian-American woman who is Muslim and the killing of her six-year-old son. A senseless act of violence That the department of justice is investigating as a hate crime for so many people in our nation the past few days and weeks have brought about all too familiar fears fears that they will be targeted profiled or attacked simply because of who they are how they worship or how they look and so today i am proud to announce the biden harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry, and violence, and to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. For example, the so-called Muslim ban, which President Biden revoked on our first day in office. So here's the bottom line. In America, no one should be made to fight hate alone. And in this moment then, let us all clearly say, a harm against any one of us is a harm against all of us.
1: So she, like, did you see all the narrative as Switch after like the big, gathering protests pro-Palestine that have raised in mostly Western countries. Because Akir Starmer went out and did the same kind of statement about Islamophobia that is rising after like those pro-Palestine uh, protests. And it, it's appeared that it's not just her. It's like Justin Trudeau have also, also switched his narrative. And yeah. I just want to take one minute. Who started the bombing? Yeah, is it Israel on Gaza, or is Hamas on Israel? Because if we are in this situation right now, it's not because of Israel that targeted anyone. It's because Hamas have have actually attacked a festival, music festival, and afterwards it went further to bomb, uh, send like rockets to Israel, and now now the victim is what.
0: Gaza? The civilians of Gaza, if they are victims, it is at the hands of Hamas, their own leadership, who refuse to provide them infrastructure with the aid money that they get. Instead, they dump it into terrorist activities and compensating terrorists and their families for crimes committed against Jews. But this just falls completely flat, given what's happening in the world right now. Jews are being targeted. There are 200-plus hostages, women, children, babies, the elderly, being held by Hamas right now in Gaza City. Uh, Their suffering was trotted out before the world. The Israelis have to... I suppose, subject their people to re-victimization just to prove the atrocities happened to them. I don't know if you saw that footage yesterday from the Knesset, which is the Israeli parliament. They showed, and I know today that the uh, Israeli government has uploaded the footage that they were able to recover of the terrorist activities and the and what also they found when they came across these scenes of terror. They uploaded that to the internet um, because what happened uh, on some level, is just so unbelievable and brutal. It's a brutality in a way that I don't think we've seen in a very, very long time. In fact, the Nazis were very systemic and cold about what they did to the Jews. This was attacks against the Jews because of their humanity. You know, the the uh, Nazis went out of their way to dehumanize the Jews so that it was like mechanical and systemic, the extermination of the Jews. This was something different. This was attacking the Jews specifically because the Jews are human and it, and, and the violence and the degradation is something you can only do to somebody that you see as human. Uh, That's why they took the children. That's why they took the women is because Israel values the lives of their women and children in a way that the Hamas leadership does not value the Palestinians. And so when the Israeli government has to, uh, like I said, on some level this is re-victimization, but what can you do? They had to upload the images of these atrocities, show them to journalists. The members of the Knesset sat through it yesterday because they keep having to prove that this happened they keep having to show the dead bodies, the burned bodies, uh, the butchered children, to prove to the world that they have a right to defend their people. And this is what Kamala Harris comes out with as a solution to all of this. Uh, bad timing, sister. And I'm, I'm I'm inviting everybody who
1: are saying that, oh, we are okay, pro Palestine because. There is, as I say, it's, uh, it's what I always say, there is a big cap in between supporting Palestine or supporting Hamas. But I invite everybody who say that they are supporting Hamas to read the Charter of Hamas. And afterwards, yeah, sent that after, to reading, <laughs> yeah, after reading yeah. the 36 distinct article, say to me that you are supporting what is written in this. So if you continue to support that, this is something, but when when you read it first time and you see the outrageous thing that is written on this, you understand that they are not there to reach peace or to reach anything no. that go with peace. And so people really need to dig up and it's accessible online. And I invite everybody to take the time and go and read it.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a roadmap to genocide. It, actually, it's a promise to genocide uh, against the Jewish people. And anybody who says that uh, that's acceptable, you're you're a clear anti-Semite. And many people uh, have not read that charter. You had not read that charter until I sent it to you, uh, so that mm-hmm. you could fully understand the scope of what the Israelis. Have to deal with what they're living beside within a kilometer. The people in Staroat are from that fence, dividing them from a government that wants to exterminate them. Um, It's just so reality.
1: Because Amas came and just like promised and took the pain of the people and like took like the historical side and they use it as a tool to govern and to divide and to try to reach what they want. And this is all at the detriment of the people who live there. It's really sad.
0: In in fact, Hamas fosters human suffering within Gaza so that they can weaponize that human suffering against the Israeli people. They take that aid money. They don't do anything good with it. And then the people continue to suffer. They get brainwashed in the schools uh, Mm -hmm. to... uh, make them believe that Israel is the source of their suffering and not Hamas who refuses to improve conditions there. Gaza was a very nice place when Israel was in charge, but it would you know food production and hotels and resorts and it's not that way anymore and there's a reason for that and it's not Israel they haven't been there since 2005 really. Uh, they abandoned it in 2005. Why did they abandon it in the name of peace? So and, and they never got And that. when they- The people call like this is a genocide.
1: I'm sorry, but Israel is so powerful that if they were decided that they wanted them out, it will be like a long time they will uh, put them out. But they accept them, they live together close to each other. But the thing that who is doesn't want to accept the other party, it's 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 the Hamas, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, Israel has an incredibly powerful military and uh, a large standing military, all things considered. I mean, everybody has mandatory military service. Almost everybody's a reservist after the fact. Everybody's Mm -hmm. trained. The entire country is trained. Um, And they have the F-35 and state-of-the-art weaponry. If they wanted to turn Gaza to glass, they could. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're doing their best mm-hmm. to avoid civilian casualties. Hamas loves civilian casualties because they can use it as a propaganda win. Um, let's uh, hit an ad break yeah. and then we'll go into Palestine, Israel in Canada because we've got some videos from you there. Yes.
2: David Menzies for Rebel News here in downtown Toronto. And I got to tell you folks, next March, March 23rd to 30th, to be precise, we are going on a Caribbean cruise. Can you imagine that? And a lot of your favorite Rebels will be there, such as Sheila Gunn-Reeds. We got Alexa Lavois, the big boss man himself. Of course, he'll be there, Ezra Levent. And how about this? How about this for the cherry on the Sunday? Tamara Leach, Canada's number one freedom fighter. She'll be on that boat too. And look at the itinerary. We're gonna be going to Half Moon Cay in the Bahamas. And then we're gonna jazz it up in Oco Rios, Jamaica. And then there's Georgetown in the Cayman Islands. And finally, Cozumel, Mexico. Can you imagine that? If you want more details in terms of getting aboard the ship, go to rebelnewscruise.com. That's rebelnewscruise.com. All the details are there, the departure dates, the costs. And you know what? This is not just a fun-filled getaway this is a way in which rebel news raises some revenue unlike the mainstream media we don't receive a nickel of government funding nor would we take it if ever offered so it's win-win enjoy yourself in the caribbean and mexico and also support your favorite online news channel so that's rebelnewscruise.com i hope to see you aboard
0: Okay, let's go into this next story. It's a video from you, Alexa, and you did a great job documenting this weird coalition of the far left and these pro-Hamas protesters. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like BLM regurgitated on some level. Um, So anarchists, Antifa, and pro-Gaza protesters in Montreal chant for a ceasefire. They want a ceasefire while they're still holding 200 hostages. Okay, so you just want two hundred hostages to die, innocent people abducted from their families nearly a month ago? Gross. Um, and they call Israel a terrorist state. Hamas is the government of Gaza. It is an outlawed terrorist entity, and the Israeli government, according to these people, they're the real bad guys. Let's watch this, and then you can comment.
3: On the left side now. Beaucoup bon, trop Israël, beaucoup bon, trop les criminels Beaucoup trop bon, Israël, beaucoup trop les criminels Beaucoup trop Israël, beaucoup trop Israël terrorise les enfants de la Palestine Israël terrorise les enfants de la Palestine
2: Israël terrorise les enfants
3: de la Palestine, de la
2: Palestine. De la Palestine. Oh. ISS-. No No, no. no. That that. Palestine.
5: Palestine. Palestine. fire now. Green fire now. Green fire now. Green fire now. Green now. Green we are here. 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 we are
0: here. we are 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 here. I see they have a picture of the uh, the dome atop the Temple Mount. Uh, I don't know why they have that there, because if you are a Jew, you need a special escort to get up there. Um, even though it's built atop the holiest site in Judaism, uh, the Temple Mount, and uh, you cannot stop to pray. They Uh literally make sure that you do not stop to pray at the holiest site in Judaism where Muslim, uh, I don't know, conquests have resulted in uh, a mosque up there. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I've got pictures, maybe I could flip some of those to Efron, of just the level of high security that both secular Jews and religious Jews need to just walk the courtyard up there. And
1: when I was there, it's just like we can see that most of the people there is like people from the Arabic, um, um, they are Arab, Arabic land, like they, they, they are Muslim. But a lot, a lot, a lot of people, and I'm saying a lot, are from the left, are yeah. Antifa. And I recognize a lot of Antifa sign on people. And so I needed to be kind of careful because I didn't want it that people um, recognize me. But um, as I say, like uh, it was, a lot of people are anarchists, Antifa, are on this like uh, really extreme left. And those people use this kind of, they would call it like, social justice to grow their agenda and to grow the number of people will adhere to their agenda and so um, and my most outrageous video I saw is that mom that came with is her daughter and she was raising like a, a Palestine flag but look at her daughter she has a mock dead baby with like blood on, on it. And she was just raising like on the air. And I was like, do the, do the children know about it? And I, as a, I, as a kid, when I was young doing that, I would be completely traumatized.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is atrocious unless they're doing it to symbolize the dead Israeli babies on October 7th, or, but that's not what they're doing here. They are uh, maligning the Israelis for defending their citizens. Uh, guys, I flipped you some, some pictures of what it's like on the Temple Mount if you're a Jew. And so when people scream that, oh, Israel's an apartheid state, Uh, Well, it might be, but not in the way that you think. You see, there are places that Jews cannot go. Um, Arabs within Israel have full citizenship. um, And there are Arab members of the Knesset, but there are no Jews in Gaza. In fact, they dug up the bodies of the dead uh, Jews in the cemeteries to bring them home so that there was no trace of Jews in Gaza after Israel left. But that is... The level of security that Jews need to walk through the holiest place of Judaism, they cannot stop, they cannot pray. And in fact, the, those are, Is, uh, I think it's Israeli, mili- or Israeli police, but uh, the police are there not just to protect them, but also to make sure that they follow the rules to make sure that they don't stop and pray. So there's that too. So uh, interesting that they have the um, the old Golden Dome Mosque on their banner there, because that's a site of Israeli apartheid, but not in the way that uh, these people would have you believe.
1: It's so funny because at the beginning, you know, in 2019, I left for a big trip around Africa. And um, at one point, like when I, I was completing like my loop and I'm, I was going on my way to Egypt and I planned to go to Israel and Jordan. I, I didn't understand why people were t- telling me you cannot have in the same passport, a stamp from Israel and a stamp from Jordan yes. because you will not get into those places. So you need to have a stamp in outside of your passport. And I was like, Why?
0: Yeah. And now so I the, yeah. So now you understand. So and this is a step the Israeli government takes because they know that if you have traveled to Israel, uh, you will sometimes not be kindly treated uh, by border officials in Arab countries. It's not as bad as it used to be, uh, given the Abraham Accords. But when you enter Israel, you're given like an they take a picture of your passport and then they issue you a card. And that serves as your sort of identification passport stamp um, because they won't stamp your Canadian passport because they want you to be able to travel to Saudi Arabia or Kuwait if, they, if you wanted to. Um, particularly, for example, if you're working in the oil patch here in Alberta and you have been to Israel for any reason, but you may or may not work in Kuwait... Um, it makes it difficult. You'll get hassled at the border trying to go to work if you have visited Israel. So the Israeli government goes to that extra step to make sure that, yes, you have proof that you have been okay to come into the country, um, but we're not going to stamp your passport for your own good.
1: Mm. Wow. Uh, it's crazy, though.
0: It is. <laughs> uh, but these are, like, this is... These are the steps the Israeli government goes to to protect you from discrimination mm-hmm. because you'll get discriminated against for even just visiting Israel. Um, let's go to Justin Trudeau. Once again, Justin Trudeau, like <laughs> Kamala Harris, you knows who the real bad guys are and who the real victims are. And mm-hmm. so uh, this is his tweet. Um, he said it and it's about uh, he met with uh, Palestinian families today about the loved ones they've lost in Gaza, again, take it up with Hamas, and about the pain, anger, and trauma and grief they're feeling. Uh, He said they also spoke about concerns regarding their right to advocate without fear of reprisal for Palestinians to live in peace and security. I'm sorry, what reprisal are they facing? They stormed MPs' offices the other day, and I think only six people were arrested, and they still have their bank accounts, by the way. They're not going to be held for 50 days like Tamara Leach. Um, It goes on. Canadians have the right to assemble this absolute garbage from this hypocrite. Canadians have the right to assemble peacefully and express themselves freely. And we have discussed the importance of that right. Nobody is stopping mass pro-Gaza protests on the streets of Canada. Nobody. Nobody. Six arrests, I think, happened. They were released later on that day uh, for storming uh, MPs' offices in what, if what, would normally be described as a January sixth-style insurrection by these people. Um, nobody is being held without bail for organizing this stuff, and more damages were done here. More mm-hmm. laws were broken than the Freedom Convoy. Nobody knows how the, well, I, th- I have a pretty good idea about how these protests are being funded with their, uh, some of these signs are pretty gas. Gra- sorry, some of these signs are pretty grassroots, but some of them are professionally printed signs. Um, so what's happening here? Who's funding this? Why aren't we using the provisions in the Emergencies Act to find out? Well, I would not call for that, but the liberals have done that to protests that were critical of them and in favor of human rights. So uh, just the absolute garbage coming out of Justin Trudeau's mouth. All of a sudden he cares about peaceful protesting and the rights of people to advocate for others. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, That's why I'm against the invocation of the Emergencies Act on peaceful convoy protesters. It's like Justin Trudeau forgot all of 2022, like he was high the entire time.
1: But it's also like following the fact that it was a uh, hackle and it was like boo in Montreal uh, when he was visiting. I think it was like last Friday. And also when he went to a mosque, I think it was a mosque. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if it's a mosque, but it was in Canada. He was visiting like some Muslim community. And it was also like boo and uh, like the people didn't want it to let him talk. And so he see. It's it's all for political point it wants to gain more right. point and know that it's not going well for him and now we see that all and we have a big community of muslim in canada so we see that those people are turning their their back to the liberals when they are usually the one who vote liberals so i think now we see that it is in the boiling water and he's just trying to get more point for the next election i'm it's just a political move.
0: Right. And in the meantime, uh, Jews in Ontario are being targeted. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was that incident at a Jewish school um, where students at lunchtime were threatened. The school went into lockdown um, by a, a man who had a knife on him uh, subsequent to when the police uh, detained him. Uh, we wrote that up at Rebel News. It, to us. And then there's this Washago, Washago, I'm sorry, I don't speak Ontarian, but uh, <laughs> uh, a family from Ontario <laughs> uh, targeted Washago. with hate-motivated... Washago, thank you. Uh, family targeted with hate-motivated vandalism threatening letter. You know what's missing from the, sub- the headline here? That these are Jews. So they Whoa. should have said Jewish family, Jewish Washago, Ontario family targeted with anti-Semitic vandalism and threatening letter is what this headline should have been. You have to, you clue in, uh, in the sub headline and you kind of get a real clue when you read the, the man's last name and it's, Obviously Jewish, so mm-hmm. uh, vandals spray painted anti-Semitic words on their home and left them a threatening letter. Ryan Marovitz and his wife have called the town north of Aurelia home for eight years, and are in shock over the apparent act of hate. Where's their visit from Justin Trudeau? You know, if you, t- I'm old enough to remember the hijab hoax when a little girl lied about having her hijab uh, tugged on and then snipped out with scissors. They blamed the Asian community because the little girl forgot that she, sh- her coaching was that, uh, she was to say Caucasian, but she just remembered Asian. And Justin Trudeau came out and blamed this mystery Asian man and spoke out against the right. Here it is. Uh, spoke out against the rise of anti-Muslim hate. Uh, it was all a hoax. Um, But Justin Trudeau had immediate statements. He went out and he expressed his sorrow and grief about what had happened to this little girl, which didn't happen. Where are the kind words for this family? They had their house spray painted. Now they live in fear. Two unknown men came on their property in early October. uh, And then they came back a little while later. One of the men had his hands on the window. Imagine the horror for your family, if you've got kids in there. He had his hands on the window trying to look inside while one was behind him taking pictures of our mezuzah on the door. So the mezuzah is this little thing that holds uh, parchment of uh, Jewish scripture on the door and it easily identifies you as Jewish. Um, and uh, anyway, this is what has happened to them. And uh, I'm not sure. If uh, Justin Trudeau has bothered to reach out to him, but he should, given his past track record of being the first guy on the scene when uh, you know when somebody else gets hate crimed, allegedly.
1: How come society, like especially Western society, we always have a problem targeting a certain like group of people? always like regressing instead of like progressing and like getting like a better society of opening and and be like okay this is something from the past like did you right now are not the one involved in the war in the 1948 probably there is some people who are still alive but like Like targeting example, I was seeing like in, uh, I think it was in the U.S. A Jew was like surrounding by Muslim people and they were like screaming at him, shame. What do you have to do with that? Nothing. He just tried to live
0: his life. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're answering a question of uh, why does evil exist? Evil exists as a foil to good and it... uh, Humans are flawed, deeply flawed, fallen individuals. It's why we need God um, Mm -hmm. and his grace and his forgiveness. Um, But hate is a a human emotion. And I don't think we can police it. That's the problem here. I think people will continue to do these acts of uh, degradation and discrimination as long as politicians... In power, continue to turn a blind eye to them, Justin Trudeau. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got another video here. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you go. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just like going ahead also. (laughs)
6: Let's go. Uh,
0: Okay, we've got a video um, from the Meturgman. I think is his account on Twitter. He's Mm -hmm. an ultra orthodox a Jewish dad Republican and um, she uh, or he shows um, this is from Toronto and it's a lady pulling down uh, posters of teenage hostages still held in Gaza.
3: Why are you taking down all these posters?
5: Because none of these people are thinking about Canada?
3: What do you mean we're not thinking about Canada?
5: You're not thinking about Canada. You're just thinking about some Jews. Jews aren't Canadians. My husband's a Jew. Oh really? Oh so so he'd like this? He'd like the fact that you're taking down? Yes, absolutely. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because if you want to be in Israel, that's your choice.
3: Okay, stop taking down our posters. No.
5: What are you going to do? Beat
2: me up? I'm not going to. I'm not going to touch you. Okay, so then just you're on away. video though, I'm letting you know that.
5: Okay, that's fine. Put me in all the video you want.
2: What are you going to do, shame me? Well, oh, you're, you're in a lot of shame, I'll tell you that. Right. These are people, these are our loved ones that are dying. Go
5: ahead, deal with they've done in Cambridge, yeah? At Harvard University, and everywhere else, because this is what you want to do. This is the way. Jews want.
3: She's taking down, by the way. Yeah, yeah, because
5: uh, because he wants everyone to know that you're not a. Oh no, no, no,
2: you see that? She doesn't like the fact that this child, this 19-year-old, is being taken from us.
5: Yeah, why is a 19-year-old in Israel? why isn't she here going to school <laughs> do you need some medical attention like, like i'm actually a little worried about you i think you need medical attention you asshole i'm the asshole yeah,
2: as you're, you're ripping down our posters ohad Benami, raz Benami, taken away from us now she's ripping down their posters because apparently their lives don't matter what the no, fuck is wrong why why doesn't, you? Why doesn't
5: my life Why are you ripping down posters of our kidnapped people? Why don't Canadians-
2: you fucking fuck me? You-, you gonna kick me? See this? She tried to fucking kick me.
5: Oh. You better run away now.
2: Go fuck yourself.
5: Go fuck you.
0: Whoa. What a demon that lady is. I, I don't care where you stand on this issue. These are missing children, and she's tearing down their posters. You don't even get to acknowledge their existence, according to this out-of-control broad. Uh, Did you see how she wanted to instigate a physical confrontation with the man. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? Hit me? And then when he says no, she hauls off and tries to kick him a few minutes later. Like these people are absolutely vile. I 100% bet her husband isn't Jewish. I That's just something people say. Like when they say, mm-hmm. I can't be racist to have black friends. Um, <laughs> she's completely, completely, completely insane. Just vile heartless uh she says why doesn't my life matter you're not kidnapped lady and if you were kidnapped i bet that guy would put a poster up for you
1: and and she say like
0: why why
1: a 19 years old man is in israel because there is family over
0: there <laughs> because he can it's not a crime he that's a victim blaming of the highest order just because he was in Israel, he deserves to be kidnapped and then held hostage, tortured in Gaza City and have his suffering paraded around for the world? Apparently, she thinks that because he was there, he had it coming. That's why she said, Well, why was he there? I don't know. It's not a crime. I was just there. D- yeah. Should I have been kidnapped? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: Probably uh, a lot of people would love that. <laughs> don't don't give like that idea.
0: I don't I shouldn't give it. Antifa will buy my ticket there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> let's uh show this. Thanks, guys, in in Toronto. I know I put you on the spot for this, but uh I saw this yesterday and I, I I don't know how to feel about it. I have a lot of feelings about it. I just don't know which ones are the right ones and which ones are the spiteful ones. So mm-hmm. uh let's show this. It's from Twitter, Charles Weber, um, sorry, on X, I should try to say it the right way. Anyways, this lady was going around doing exactly what this uh, obviously uh, demonically infested lady was doing on the streets of Toronto, pulling down the posters. And so many posters have been pulled down that now I don't know if I agree with this or not, but I'm just saying what happened. They put razor blades behind the posters so that if you pull them down, you cut your hand to stop the posters from being pulled down. So people who are okay with hostages being taken are having their hands cut by people who are putting razor blades behind the posters to make sure the posters don't get pulled off. I'm not sure I'm okay with booby-trapping posters, but... I think a valuable lesson might have been learned here. Let's roll it. No, but that,
5: watch. These people are putting razors in these papers because people are snatching them out. And this is what's going on right now. Tell me who the fuck the real terrorist is. Who's the terrorist? Who does this? Who puts razors
1: on fucking papers? People are snatching them out because we know where the terrorism is coming from.
5: 6,000 dead kids okay now let's do the shit out of
1: them guys Uh, um my only problem with that is like if you cut you pretty bad uh that can have like a big consequences uh if you just like cut a little bit of your finger this is another like deal but like imagine if someone like i don't know like cut pretty severely it's Or like a a little
0: kid came by and just was like, you know, a little kids, they just walked. They can't walk down a hallway without rubbing their dirty little grubby fingers. Mm -hmm. And I say this with love because I gave my child trouble and she's 14. I'm like, why are you having to rub your hand the whole way down the stairs? Stop that. So kids are prone to do that. (laughs) And so I worry that little kids will get cut. But um, to say that this is an example of Israeli terrorism is absolute madness.
1: You should put like super glue. So if you like actually doing that, you super glue your finger on the paper so you get like to live with the paper
0: on your hand. Something. Something. I'm I'm not sure if I'm okay with razors <laughs> but also don't do vandalism. I yeah. <sighs> you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um okay, let's see what we've got left in this portion. Oh, Catherine Tate. Okay, let's hit an ad this break is, and then yeah. we will We want to go to Catherine Tate, the American living head of the CBC after the break. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start feeling like your pre-COVID self again? You're not alone. The wellness company's spike support formula is an all natural supplement to help people do just that. It was created by cardiologist Peter McCullough and his expert team of doctors to help the people experiencing effects from COVID and the you know what. Go
6: to twc.hell slash rebel today. Come on out November
4: 25th. It's all aboard the Freedom Train in Niagara-on-the-Lake. You can check Rebel News for updates and also the Freedom Passport site.
5: Tamara Leach, who led the Truckers' Convoy, will be sharing the stage with some of the finest international recording artists. Like the Chops Horns from New York City, who's played with Alicia Keys, Stevie Wonder, the Rolling Stones, and many more. Plus, New World Sun just off a European tour. And the legendary R&B master, Leroy Emanuel. Get on the Freedom Train with Tamara Leach. Saturday, November 25th at Niagara-on-the-Lake Central Community Center, 680 York Road. Get your tickets today at freedompassport.ca. The Freedom
6: Train is coming. Know your rights. Know your freedoms.
0: All right, let's go to this video from Catherine Tate, the head of the CBC, um, was questioned by, by a conservative MP, for spreading Mm -hmm. pro-Hamas misinformation about the cause of an explosion near a hospital in Gaza. Uh, We will recall that uh, Israel was initially blamed for that until it became very, very clear that it was Islamic Jihad misfired a missile and it fell short um, and hit the parking lot and not 500 people were killed, uh, much, much less than that. Um, A bunch of cars went Home to the Lord, though. Um, that's what happened. And CBC was one of the main proliferators with Justin Trudeau and members of his cabinet of spreading that falsehood. Um, and uh, Catherine Tate, who you will recall, lives in upstate New York or actually in New York City and commutes back and forth because uh, Canadian content, I guess, whatever, Um But anyways, she was called before the house to answer for this and she refused to. So
6: let's show that mandate is to, uh, uh, you know, you, you are responsible to Canadians. It's $1.4 billion of taxpayer money. But you said that the that that you stand by the statement, Palestinians say hundreds killed in Israeli airstrike on Israel Hospital. Israel blames Islamic Jihad. That still exists. It is a headline that has been debunked by governments across the world, including even our own prime minister, albeit seven days late. So I want to know if you'll apologize to Jewish Canadians. I want to know if you'll apologize to Canadians. And I want to know when we can expect a retraction from. From
5: CDC <coughs> Mr President I will um, or Mr Chair but, but monsieur le president um, I will not uh, apologize because the journalism is among the finest in the world. Our journalists um, uh, operate in an independent uh, fashion, independent of management, independent of the board of directors, and independent of government and political influence. They are guided by the journalistic standards and practices, and I invite any member or any Canadian to refer to these practices on our website. They are transparent and they are public. And if you have a concern anyone has a concern with our journalism, I invite you to address it to the independent ombudsman, en français ou en anglais, in order to have them independently investigate and review so, the
6: application of our I understand our that journalist- you're not going to apologize for printing disinformation, but how can the CBC, who's committed to truth, who's committed to standards, not call Hamas her- terrorists, we saw uh, a leaked uh, a leaked memo from the Director of journalistic standards that's Mr. Achi, who sent a directive to uh, journalists for uh, saying not using to, to 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 say to not use or describe Hamas as a terrorist group. You do agree uh, it is fact that the ter- uh, that Hamas has been listed as a terrorist organization in two thousand and two in this country. correct?
5: I will uh, address the issue as follows, uh, mr. chair the and I think there's a fantastic blog by our head of news, Brody Fenlon, which you can refer to it. He does this very often to comment on making tra- journalism transparent, explaining to Canadians how we do the journalism. And in the case of attribution, this is a policy that we have had at CPC Radio-Canada for over several decades. It is shared and mirrored by many other reputable news organizations, including The Globe and Mail, the BBC, Agence France-Presse, Reuters, and and any number of other um, agencies. So I would just say the attribution, we use the word terrorist and terrorism and acknowledge that Canada, the UK, and the US consider Hamas a terrorist organization. But we, as journalists, do
0: not make that attribution. What? Okay, just so you know, on CBC Kids, they went through a big descriptor. I sat through several CBC Kids videos and read several CBC Kids articles describing Hamas as militants and then describing what militants are. They refuse to use the word terrorism, even though Hamas is a designated terror group. Um, I wonder if they would take that same approach with the Proud Boys. Um, she says yeah. that, oh, our journalists, our journalists, uh, act nice thumbnail guys, uh, <laughs> our journalists would act independently, I guess also independently of editorial oversight and et- independently of ethics, because, um, when, uh, they publish misinformation, they make you jump through a bunch of hoops and go to, to the ombudsman for a decision that may or may not come. Months later, in the meantime, CBC continues to publish misinformation and leave the bad story up. You know, we saw this in Alberta. They published that absolute, complete misinformation about Premier Daniel Smith meddling in the justice system. And that was before the Alberta election. And they didn't publish a correction until well after the election, well after the damage was done, they left the story up, they left the headline up, they didn't even adjust the headline, uh, and then made a correction that was longer than the story itself. But they let it go until the damage was done, and most people don't even know a correction was ever levied. They actually just justify
1: why we should defund like, CBC, because they are spreading disinformation, accusing independent media to do the same thing. And they are the one who receive billions of dollars from taxpayer money and inducing citizens into the wrong direction. So my point is like, you just justify why the conservative party want to defund the CBC. And especially, you're not ready to apologize. Just a simple thing: apologize to have published and maintained for a while an article who was completely false.
0: Yeah, she could have said, "We got it wrong." Yeah. We and if they had ever corrected it, th- like uh, this, could have went away a long time ago. We got it wrong. We corrected it. Uh, we adjusted the headline, the end. Happen it happens. News happens at the speed of news. It's very quick. Um, facts change as you write the news story. For example, uh this morning when Avi was deplatformed um from his book signing, um, you know, it started off as uh a book signing being canceled as opposed to a book signing refusing to be canceled and then rebooked. And we had to change the article as we were writing it, as we went. And But it's important to do that because you have to get the facts right. Now, I think facts bend towards the arc of conservatism, generally speaking, um, if you are publishing truth. But the CBC quite frequently doesn't do that and they bend the facts to fit their narrative instead of realizing that the facts actually justify your worldview, as is the case with me.
1: And especially when it's it's something that is happening in the other country, that you know that there is manipulation of information on the ground. And so more you learn and more the times go more, Of course, sometimes information would change or some, some information would be debunked. So as your role as a journalist is like, oh, my God, I was misleading by people on the ground. The, the real fact is not this. So I need to take the responsibility because I did make the story to change it and to apologize because I got mislead by information that I got. And now I have news that actually lead to another, like, news. So I need, I need like, it's the responsibility of journalists to, to make the effort to step on their ego and say, yes, I was
0: wrong. Yeah, follow the facts wherever they lead is what I tell you guys all the time. Um, let's quickly touch on the last two things. Um, Mark Carney uh, playing coy again. Um, he in the past has ruled out sort of said or said something along the lines of like the time isn't right for me or not right now or something. But with Justin Trudeau plummeting in the polls and members of the party wanting to save their own skins by having a change in leadership so they don't lose their seat. Uh, I think they're starting to court Mark Carney again, for people who don't know, he was the head of the Bank of Canada, then the head of the Bank of England. And then uh, now he is in a role at the United Nations, wherein he works to impose environmental social credit scores on uh, energy projects, wherein the energy projects may not qualify for finance um, and insurance if they don't meet his environmental social credit score. So it's uh, debanking and de-insuring of energy projects to prevent them from going forward. Um, it's the, the new uh, blocking of pipelines. You just don't block them in the courts. You make sure that they never achieve uh, financial viability by denying them access to uh, financing and insurance. So that's what he does now. So if he becomes the leader of uh, the Liberals oh boy, the Conservatives have a lot of ammunition against this guy because he loves to talk about environmentalist issues. And one of the leading causes of inflation right now is Justin Trudeau's carbon tax, which I'm sure Mark Carney would make even worse for us. So um, uh, if the Liberals think that uh, this is going to save them from an ax murdering at the polls next go round. I, I, I just don't see it. Alexa, mm-hmm. did you lose Alexa? Oh, okay. No, honey, I was done talking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I just,
1: don't know much about him like um... that's
0: that's okay you don't have to i know more than i i would like to know about yeah. him um but he like he's the un special envoy on climate action uh brookfield asset management so he is one of the like wef uh shadow oligarchs oh, that okay. uh, do their mm. best to control the world and so if we're concerned right now with uh, Christian Freeland being uh, intrinsically tied to the World Economic Forum. This guy is like the next step of, uh, of um, globalist uh, elites who want to control the world. So um, but
1: we can qualify I, him as a really great person.
0: Yes. Yes, yes. He's rich <laughs> enough to escape the environmentalist policies he would seek to impose on other people, right? Like, while it would make commercial airline flights unaffordable for normal people, this guy's got a, he's rich enough to have a private jet, so who gives a rip, right? Like, these are the kind of people making policies for those of us who are like, God, wow, milk jumped up a dollar? Like, <laughs> like people who care about that stuff like I do um, – Uh, He's too rich to even notice that sort of thing. So um, anyways, I think it won't do the liberals any favors. Like and they think that they need fresh blood in there. And and that's true. They do. But this guy is even more elite uh, than Justin Trudeau. And people find that to be a bit of a problem. And he's more environmentalist than Justin Trudeau. And definitely that's the leading cause or one of them of Justin Trudeau plummeting in the polls is affordability. So you're going to have a rich environmentalist elitist lead the party as people are fleeing the party because of affordability issues. Not a great look.
1: No, and especially because (laughs) why we are permitting like people who are rich in this world to just like take decision for the people who didn't elect them. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At least, you know, like rich guy, Donald Trump uh, was like, okay, well, I'm rich, um, but I'll step away from my riches. And in fact, he became poorer after he uh, became the president, but at least he decided to get elected. These guys are controlling our lives without, ever getting elected. And Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people who prickles against wealth. When people are wealthy, I'm like, how did you do that? How can I do that? Uh, I don't look down my nose. (laughs) I don't look my nose at rich people. I think we all have something to learn from them, except Justin Trudeau. Mm -hmm. He inherited all and he's an idiot. Um, But when people have built wealth and created wealth, like a Brett Wilson sort of guy, Uh, I want to pick their brains about everything. I don't have a disdain for the wealth or I don't care about class struggles like that. That's a leftist thing to do. Um, But this guy has not been elected. He's completely out of touch and he's already controlling uh, issues in the world um, that affect you in ways you don't even know. Anyway, let's move ahead to this last video and then we'll wrap the show up because we're already over time. Um, guess what? The vaccine peddlers are back. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the flu season. Um, and so um, they look at this. Children between six months and four years of age should receive two doses if they have not previously been vaccinated with a COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, Health Canada's mm-hmm. chief medical advisor, uh, Dr. Sharma, announces Health Canada's recent approval of an updated Moderna mRNA vaccine, let us remember that Moderna was the one that was uh, causing all the problems for young people, Um, and we decided to not advise it for young men after they had forcibly vaccinated the entire Canadian military with it under threat of, uh, well, discharge. So uh, let's let's look at this video there's still it's like Albert Borla needs an upgrade to his yacht or something anyways let's watch this Today I'm here to talk to you about Health Canada's authorization of the new
4: Moderna Spikevax COVID-19 vaccine targeting the Omicron XBB 1.5 subvariant We've authorized this vaccine for people 6 months of age and older the vaccine was authorized after an independent and thorough scientific review for safety, efficacy and quality. After assessing all the data, we've concluded that there is strong evidence showing that the benefits of this vaccine outweigh the potential risks. Individuals who are five years of age and older should receive one dose of the vaccine, regardless of their COVID-19 vaccination history. And children between six months and four years of age should receive two doses if they have not previously been vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine, and if they have been previously vaccinated with one or more doses, they should receive a single dose.
0: Little this people don't surrea. get sick from COVID. This, Yeah, this is madness. Little people don't get sick from COVID. Why are we jabbing them? Um, they say they've tested it for efficacy. Okay, then why do we need this constant uh, revamp of vaccines? Because people for me on my facebook page that is the thing that is convincing people that they were taken in is the 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 people who are like get vaccinated get boosted get your next booster as soon as it's available and they keep getting covid those people are slowly coming to their senses and i'm watching it happen in real time <laughs> on and, my facebook and i'm
1: wondering if they have updated their ingredient list saying like oh we have like some dna likes DNA yeah. inside of the vaccine now. So yeah. um, that can be like a little bit more risk, but no worries.
0: <laughs> this is, by the way, this is all stuff they said about the original Moderna vaccine when they authorized it. And as it turns out, they were completely wrong about that. Um, but also, I think the most comical thing watching that there is her sucking that mask into her face, struggling to breathe. Did you see that? Yeah. She's breathing and it's like, <sighs> because she can't breathe in that thing and she knows it, but she's standing there pushing vaccines on little kids who don't get sick and die of COVID, um, saying that the benefits, look at this. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying that the benefits outweigh the risk, but we don't know what the risks are, much like last time. You told us this last time. Mm-hmm. This just damages the confidence in public health and in doctors in ways that I think it's going to take a generation or two to repair.
1: And I'm so, so, so sad because, you know, it's only a part of the population get access to the other side of the story and the information that yeah. we get from the scientists who have been censored in silence but the rest of the population who doesn't have access because they don't dig on it or they are uh, like the elderly or I don't know like they have no time or they don't know how to do it or maybe like especially for the French Canadian that um, doesn't have anything in French to be uh, review so those people are really really sure that this is safe and effective and and I'm just like wondering, like in the future, when we will really see like what is going on, this is, would be too late. You cannot remove what you put in yourself, but you can wait for seeing like if it's really effective or not.
0: All right, uh, let's go to what chats we do have. We have one from Damom. She says, I think we need to revisit the story of Perm. Peace only came when the Jews were allowed to defend themselves. Uh, Yeah, Um, that's what is that? That's the Ronald Reagan approach to peace and harmony in the world is peace through power. Be so big and so powerful that nobody tangles with you. Be the biggest kid in the schoolyard. Um, And also, uh, you know, retaliate. People People hurt your people. Uh, send a message to the rest of the world that they should reconsider doing that which somebody has just done to you. Uh, Let's keep going. We've We've got a comment from somebody who didn't chat, but Yankee found this in the chat. And it says, I pity the fool who kidnaps Sheila. That's from Exactamundo. Uh, Yes. If if you you did try to kidnap me, I think trying to kidnap me would be like trying to put a cat in a bag. Like I would just. (laughs) you'd, You'd really have to earn it if you wanted to get me. But um As my husband frequently says, if somebody did kidnap me, they would throw me out by the time they got to the highway because they would be really sick of hearing my uh, COVID conspiracy theories and stories about local cryptids and Bigfoot. So they would just get fed up and just kick kick me out of the car, let me out of the trunk that they stuffed me in. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm not I don't think I'll be easily kidnapped. I'm just I'm a struggler. (laughs) <laughs> um we've got another five bucks from Memory Hole. Thank you. Uh, it says, why do you why do you assume the people putting up the posters put the razor blades on them? I think it's a pretty it, safe bet. Who doesn't want the posters taken down, right? It's more likely the person yeah. pulling them down did it. Pollywood at its best. Uh, you know, I'm so glad you brought up the phrase Pollywood. And that is true. Uh, I know we're over time, but there's that super cut of the crisis actor from uh Gaza and hollywood is mm. a thing it's the Palestinian fake news initiative uh colloquially known as Bollywood where they stage deaths they stage attacks they they'll one and it's so this guy okay this guy yeah. is He's also, you know, now he's dying in the hospital. Then he was, like, holding babies. He was celebrating on the street. Then he was crying. Like, he is the uh, crisis actor in, see, now he's celebrating. Now he's crying. He's in a bunker. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God.
0: The the one where he's, <laughs> like, babysitting the, like, little kids is p- quite possibly my favorite. But also, like, when, when he's laying in that ho- a hospital bed just like screaming and crying and like it's true you know they 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 stage uh the uh the way it looks it creates fake news yeah this is him he's uh giving blood or yeah, something in one of these yeah. other
1: I saw, I saw a lot like, i was like oh my god this is hilarious it's probably well played yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, is he, like, the only guy who went to theater school in Gaza? Like, there's (laughs) got to be another guy. Uh, This is him giving blood, and this is him, like, holding another. Uh, He adopted an orphan in Gaza. Uh, Anyways, he's, like, it never, this guy is everywhere. And at this point, I think it might be, like, an an Israeli psyop. Like, it's just so it's so comical. No. Uh, but this is a thing. This is a thing that they do um, because they know the rest of the world cares about Gaza civilians more than Hamas does. And so it pulls on the heartstrings. And so that's what this uh the fabulous Mr. F A F O. He is a blood donor, a freedom fighter, a foster father, a resilient <laughs> patient, a revived corpse, a war correspondent, American Idol, radiology tech. And wow. so he's been a lot of things over the last three weeks or four weeks. Wow. So Yes, that's Pollywood. Be on the lookout for it. Um, I think that's the show, guys. We got it. Did we get to all the chats? Olivia? I think so. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Alexa, for allowing me to, as always, talk too much when I guest host with you. But i always learn from you. You have always
1: like some information that you pop up from one of your folder in your head. Um,
0: <laughs> it's pretty well classified here. Eh? <laughs> it's, you know what? I, my family jokes that I read the Internet before 6 a.m. Just to see if anything new was posted on the entire Internet before 6 a.m. And uh, sometimes it helps me when I'm doing live TV. Uh, thanks to Olivia behind the board and everybody who works in the office in Toronto, but also across the country uh, to make sure the show is there for you guys to watch whenever you feel like it. Thanks to everybody who did tune in. Special thanks to everybody who pitched in to uh, throw in a couple bucks. Keep the lights on here, Rebel News. Also remember, do not kidnap me unless you want to hear stories about Mothman (laughs) and Wendigos. Um, (laughs) And uh, I think I'm hosting the show tomorrow. So as David Menzies always says, stay sane.
3: I know these are uncertain times. So I want to give each of you a little bit of homework as citizens. Whenever you hear a politician speak, Ask yourself, are they trying to solve the problems we are facing or are they just trying to amplify the problems we are facing? That's the question to ask because I want to let you in on a secret. With all the instability in the world right now, Canada is actually doing relatively well. Lowest deficit, lowest debt to GDP ratio in the G7. Third largest triple A rated economy in the world after the United States and Germany. Great employment numbers, lower inflation than most. Of course, if a Canadian can't pay for their groceries or their mortgages, it doesn't matter that things are even worse elsewhere around the world. We have a lot of work to do, particularly on housing, on affordability, and on climate action. But fortunately for all of us, the solutions fit together because climate policy is social policy, is economic policy. We will get through these turbulent times.